Welcome to the Somerset Emotional Wellbeing Podcast. My name is Dr. Andrew Trasida. And I'm Peter Bagshaw, GP and Clinical Lead at Somerset CCG. And our guest today, we're very pleased to welcome Julie Matthews from the Chard Watch Project. Julie. Hello. Uh, hello, both. Uh, thanks very much for um, inviting me on. So um, uh, I'm hoping to cover quite a bit about peer support today. Well, that's great. So our topic is peer support. And I suppose I'd like to ask first, Julie, what is peer support? What does it mean? Yes, well, uh, peer support um, is uh, really about people with lived experience uh, and that have a mutual understanding so that they uh, come together and share their knowledge together um, so that it can you know, go forward uh, with new paths of well-being. So Often it um, it happens um, on a ward, perhaps in 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 hospital, as a, as an example, and uh, often the, the the patients can find uh, peer support with um, because they've got a mutual understanding. They're both coming from um, the same knowledge, which um, is a great start to feeling connected for sure. And I was wondering, Julie, if you could share how you've got to where you are. Telling us as as much or as little as what you of your, what you're comfortable with. Sure, that, that that's fine. Um, it's it's been quite a journey over the last uh, well since around about 1992, really 1994. I had gone through various uh, problems. Uh, I'd gone bankrupt. I'd uh, lost my business and various my home, etc. Went into a dep- uh, well, not straight away, but went into into a depression and uh was became very lost and it it's so easy to start sliding down into a, a sort of a place of isolation um because of the my feelings of of the stigma of mental health and other people's um attitudes towards that as well and i found it very very difficult to con- to connect with um everybody and um and felt a failure felt embarrassed by certain things um and uh, I had no direction and I felt like I had no meaning to life and lots of feelings came up during that period of time. And I then was accessing um, the mental health system because it just went on and on and on and I felt like there was issues I needed to see to about the past, et cetera, et cetera. I was very fortunate to access the day centres at the time, you know, when we used to have lots of day centres. and. Um, uh, before unfortunately they closed but I through that someone gave me a leaflet about peer support and uh, uh, the NHS organizations at the time across uh, the whole of the West C- Country put some funding in with other organizations to bring across uh, Chris Hansen and Sherry Mead to do some training on intentional peer support and it was a week a week uh, program very inspiring and it was it was for 35 service users to go and learn about peer support and could they then take that learning back into their community and set up a peer group um so going on that i think that was the first time i had experienced being open about my mental health speaking about my mental health talking about our lived experiences our stories with 35 others it was up and down with emotions on that week. But through it, I think we learnt uh, an awful lot. And I really did realise then that it was something I wanted to continue to do. 
Thank you, Julie. So you learnt about others from their stories, but you learnt about yourself and you learnt a skill set, which sounds as though you learnt skills of being able to stand in your power and give psychological support to others as part of the peer support. Yeah, it was the two-way process, for sure. So tell us more about that two-way process, please. So... I, instead of gulping and swallowing my feelings all the time, it, it was like there was a permission to speak because I felt I wasn't going to get judged. That's, you know, as people show their vulnerability and speak about their vulnerability, it does unleash everybody else to speak. And, and then, of course, then I was able to listen and, and support others during, during that week. Um, which I then obviously took back to the day center and found my, uh, uh, other friends and people that uh, also have mental health issues to to suddenly share our feelings. So you took that learning back um, to your area uh, in Somerset and how did it grow from there on? Did you have support from colleagues or from um um from professionals or was it something you did on your own what 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 happened next and what well, moved- well, it, well it was both because as it was in um the um day center so we were supported by the staff to carry on and chat and we so we set up three or four of us set up a little group that were that we actually just spoke we didn't know what we were going to speak about but we just came together and just let it flowed and just keep meeting and then we called ourselves the Child Intentional Peer Support Group. And I think it was like a little seed. It was a little seed that had started. Um, so it was around clinical staff uh, that was encouraged. And um, and it was also, uh, I felt we had a little hub to start going um, with. Something that you've hinted at that we've heard from other people, it's run as a theme through these podcasts, is that helping other people and, and giving to other people can actually be as useful to to our mental health and emotional well-being as as accepting help is that is that something that you would definitely definitely it's you know it's part isn't it of the five ways to well-being isn't it that give um that i was also listening to the good well-being um lady on yesterday the other day um yes it, it you feel that you've you've got a purpose you've made a difference i think that was it that you can be there and it's at any time that you feel that I have a purpose. This, this is this. I have self worth. I have value, and that was something I had lost was the value. Um, and um, so, definitely, given in two ways is really important. And it's challenging, isn't it? Listening to people struggling with problems. Uh, you know, for us as professionals with training, it, it can be challenging. Do you have support as a as somebody, if, if you find yourself maybe feeling a bit out of your depth or do, do you ever struggle with, with listening to what can be very distressing stories at times? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very fortunate with our organisation that I do have supervision and I get support and well supported in, in making sure my bucket doesn't overfill. Uh, but yes, and I think if I hadn't have had that peer support, I would have just kept everything built inside of myself and I think once I learned to trust once I tr- uh, uh, learned to it was okay to share I wasn't going to be judged 
um, that made that um, um, difference. And yes, of course, there. I think when you become so down in that that deep place, you don't want to get ho- like like I once felt like I was in a well and I, and someone was trying to throw me a rope down. I didn't want to get hold of the rope. <laughs> I felt like I'd been let down, and so I had to learn that not all my past experiences necessarily were going to happen again. And that takes a lot because if you've let, felt being let down a lot in the past, it's very, very hard to change, to, to change that. Um, so. It, it sounds, it's a, thank you, Julie, for sharing this story. It sounds as though the process enabled um, uh, and the environment enabled courage and, and confidence to, to blossom again in some ways. Yeah, it, yes, it's, um, it, it was, it, it was a slow process. It, it didn't happen fast, but it, it did. And, and gradually, so small steps. And I think one of the hardest steps is the first step. I think, you know, once you get going and you start trying things out and feeling that you can trust some, you know, some of your peers, it starts to, it starts to open up, you know, but it's, it, in some ways it can't be forced. And I remember something about someone trying to help her. Is it a butterfly in a cocoon that it was making a lot of noise as it was developing and that he, uh, he helped uh, open up the, the, the sort of like the casing. Sorry, I'm not really good at the right words. And, and, and the butterfly actually died because it was forced open before it was actually finished developing. And I think it's far better things coming from within. Um, and, um, Dr. Rani Bohr is very good about the innate well-being and, and, and allowing people to sort of like learn about their inner, inner self. We'll come on to that in a few moments, if we may, because that's part of where things have, have reached now, which is, which is great that you're involved in various projects. But, um, so there was the Chard Intentional Peer Support Group, which ran for a number of years. And, and what, tell yes. us a little bit about how many people there were and, what sort of things happened and how often you met and then what happened next? Yeah, so there was there was three or four of us and then um as the day centres um closed and we needed to move um forward, uh we actually went out into the community and, and luckily Forefront Community Centre, which was fantastic in, in Chard, um enabled us to uh meet once a week in their in their rooms free which was a great start for us and we uh, started meeting and um starting to do activities because activities are really good to feel that you're actually doing doing something um whether it's art drama and we started uh, making mosaics and you'll may see them around uh, uh various nhs buildings that uh, we, we started one and then we wanted to do another one. <laughs> but that was good because that was doing something together. And and then we started going out and we, we eventually got volunteers and gradually progressed. And what tips would you give to other people who want to be involved uh, either in peer support with, with Chard or more generally? Hmm. I think is about trust a bit and. Um, Believe in, believe in yourself that things can change. I think sometimes it's hard when things keep going, bashing against you to actually feel that the, um, the dark clouds are always going to remain and they're not going to move on. Um, and as Dr. Riley Barra says, which is a, is a lovely thing, there's always an inner blue sky behind them that's always there. It's unbroken. It's, um, and I think, um, 
is 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 to try and sometimes it's hard to try because you can go in and feel oh this is not the right um situation for me but it could be that might be give it a bit longer or or and you or find something else that does fit that does uh, suit you because there's lots of available resources now that uh, are around that's helpful and just thinking about how it developed um in shard the one that you've been very much involved with um julian and spearheading um it was the Chard Intentional Peer Support Group, and then it developed, uh, I don't know how many years ago, into the, the Chard Watch project. And I think Watch may stand for something. So uh, Watch stands for Working All Together in Chard. Um, so that's where we, we started. And we that, so that started in 2010 uh, with great supporting organisations that gave us a little bit of funding to start. So Somerset Community Foundation gave us a small little grant the um the Somerset Skills and Learning, we started to feel that oh we could do a little bit of uh, various courses. And the good thing about the peer group, which had then risen to about 10 or 11 people, of course it went up and down because it's very hard with a group. <laughs> it's very hard to keep a group going all the time. But I think if you have an interest, that does help. And uh, so we did a, we started doing courses and, and, and that actually got us out. And I think what uh, one thing that held me back was that, which is very hard when you're trying to get employment as well. People say, "Well, pick up a phone, you know, go to calls." I didn't want to speak to anyone. The, the, the sheer stress of picking up a phone. But with a peer group, you do things together. So we started going to groups together. So it wasn't so bad because there was three or four of us, and we'd go into computer class together. We weren't sitting there thinking, "Oh, everyone's going to know I've got mental health problems. That's going to go against me." We did it together, and I think. That's where we thought we'd start off this um, project in Chard. And did you have any other activities in Chard, any um, workshops or anything like that that you were doing? Yes, yeah, so we went on to, um, well, we accessed, obviously, all the um, local um, events and organisations, etc. But um, the Somerset Partnership um, actually wanted us to... Uh, um, perhaps put on some workshops about peer support and try and put across what we'd been doing. And that's when we went on to start doing some um, peer support workshops and having our own facilitators. And now, of course, you're part of the Alliance, so part of a Somerset-wide group of peer support and voluntary sector. How, how has that been? Well, that to me, that's so exciting <laughs> because... I'm thrilled the fact that the um, the voluntary sector, which has so many wonderful um, projects and organisations, are coming together and working with uh, the NHS and the, you know, the clinical commissioning group to put uh, to put this together, so that there is um, there's going to be a whole system approach um, which are, which is combined and not separated because. I think um, for myself, I did realise over time, very hard to take on board where to go and what to do. And you can end up having so many people that you're accessing. You, it's, you don't know where, what direction to go into. And the excitement is mutual. So I was involved with um, uh, the bids for the voluntary sector, uh, with the Alliance and the, uh, the, the Trailblazer project that, that we've been uh, doing in Somerset. And, and the... It's absolutely brilliant to see the way all these different groups have come together, worked together very well, 
uh, are, are all have their own ways of doing things, but have really been coherent as a team and, and have produced very exciting results across Somerset. Is that something that you're, you're experiencing? Oh, yes. And I think the sharing of information, I, I mean, we all know now where to um, help people and support people to know where to go. So, you know, I mean, it's only the other day someone from Citizen Advice Bureau uh, was able to signpost someone to us and then we were able to, you know, provide something and also offer other options as well. So that that is important. And I think there's been so many gaps in between where people, you know, have fallen through without anything. You, and this is... this. To me, is 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 a way of um, growing together. It's incredible. Um, and one of the things that we're really keen to do in Somerset is to have a a no gap service, so people don't fall between the, the cracks. And it's it's great to see everybody working. So signposting can be a a bit of a dirty word of, of kind of shifting responsibility, but with the voluntary sectors and peer support, it really seems to work. Because everybody, everybody knows exactly who's the best person to talk to for a particular problem. Um, I'd better give a plug to yeah. Mindline, hadn't I? Uh, yes, <laughs> definitely. 01823 276 892, uh, which is our new 24 uh, 7, again, peer led service dealing with all emotional well being problems, mental health problems. And I presume you have quite a few contacts with them, don't you, Julie? Yeah, we've got someone actually working uh, with them at the moment that's um, on, on that Mindline um, number. And and I, I just think that sometimes it's it's good if you don't always make that first initial contact work for you. It, it could be just where you are at the moment or it's a difficult you know conversation because it's not easy. It's not easy to make. Don't give up. <laughs> just keep 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 trying because there's, you know, there will be a way to get through to, to someone. And then as that builds that relationship, you just get a sense of feeling um, heard. And uh, and then that leads to, you know, you find another potential within yourself. Because I think to be alone and lonely and isolated is um, is uh, not, not showing your true potential. And, and that's a topic that's come up a couple of times, and you've raised it several times. So this idea that things are, are hard, we're not always in the right place uh, to, to get the help we want. And you just have to persevere and, and keep keep bashing at it and not be discouraged. Yes, and and, and I think as well is, is um, expectations, because I think now that we've got the watch project um, on a Thursday, I've learned an awful lot about... Um, other people coming into the project. So one person might need just to come in for a cup of tea. And that is a massive step for them for quite a while. And what we see as someone making contact, like uh, I know a gentleman comes into our project and just sits on his own. And I thought it's a shame that he's not mixing so much with other people and et cetera. That was my expectation. (laughs) And yet one day he came in and he said, this project means a lot to me. I have so many friends here. So coming in to him, just coming in, he felt he was surrounded by friends. And um, and, and and another person, I mean, and something else that got to me quite a bit was someone said, I used to walk down the street and no one actually talked to me and I wouldn't ever get waved at. Now I walk down the street now that I'm part of the watch project 
and uh, and people wave at me. And just that was something that I might take for granted now, you know. So um, so it's actually our own, um, yeah, not to have too many expectations. That's really great. You mentioned five ways to well-being earlier, and I think those are connect, be active, take notice learn and give and it sounds as though you you the project is is f- helping fulfill all of those which is great yes thank you and i mean it's it's great to have um great volunteers and and staff and and obviously people with lived experience and that's something we really are open our doors to is anyone with lived experience um we just feel that they're great to become part of our project and and, and we're delivering with um, other organisations like um, Somerset Mental Wellbeing Service and delivering self-management and peer support workshops and uh, encourage anyone that wants to volunteer with us uh, to help deliver some of the things that we're delivering. So the things that you're delivering, how would people know about those and how would they access them? Right, so hopefully in two or three weeks' time, if we... Uh, get ourselves organized a bit better we've actually got our new website um on the go and uh so you can actually access our website at the moment and um that uh, our new website will show when our courses are on uh, all about volunteering and everything so in about two or three weeks time that will go live but at the moment you can actually access it at the moment and presumably for people outside chard if they contact you, you'd be able to them to direct them to wherever their local peer support group is. Yes, yes, we, yeah, we can help people access that. Fantastic. Thank you. And is there anything, Julie, or any activity that Child Watch that you do that particularly enhances well-being? You've mentioned all these other activities, are uh, the, the ways of connecting. Is uh, you've mentioned the courses? Is there anything else that uh, that goes on? I'm glad you mentioned that. Actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, uh, conservation projects. I think for a lot of people, coming into a room is too much. Going on a course too much. But actually going out in nature, mixing with animals and um, going for a walk. And that's something we are definitely uh, going to expand on more this year because we do trips as well. And we have Folly Farm that we go to, uh, which is great, great with Jonathan Farley to actually help people look at, look at nature and light fires in the Magdalen project. There's so many, uh, Ark Edward. There's some fantastic projects across the whole of Somerset. Lovely. So Folly Farm's up on the Blackdowns. The Magdalen project is near the Somerset Dorset border at Wilton. Exposure to nature is very powerful for our for our well-being. And I would imagine being out in a space enables people, as you were saying, not to feel hemmed in, but to be able to to talk and converse and do things together. Yeah. yeah. One of our original members of our project had never gone out with people and never walked a dog, never done anything. And she walked a goat on a lead at the Magdalen. And she just couldn't believe it. And so, so she fell in love with the place. And uh, that made such a difference to her life. And what you're ra- raising is something, again, that I think every single podcast, we've had people saying the same thing. Get out into nature. It, it makes you feel so much better. And that's something we're best with in Somerset. And animals, because sometimes relating with an animal is, uh, I think, uh, really good because 
you know, then they're non-judgmental <laughs> and they're happy. And and the other thing is is to have fun. I think that uh is so important that you do have fun. Um and it does help your well being to like the laughter workshops, etc. Thank you very much. This has been really interesting and helpful. Julie, you did mention your website, but do you know what the, could you tell share with us what the URL is? Is it Chard Watch Project or is it? Uh, yes. So, did I, sorry, did I give you the website? Actual www.watchproject.org.uk. And is, is that okay? That's perfect. Yeah. So www.watchproject.org.uk. Great. And if I can chip in with mine line again, just to remind people, 01823 276 892, 24-7. And that's great because it accesses also all the other services that have been in with the Alliance and uh, partnership. Fantastic. And I'll, I'll take away from this having fun and getting into nature and, and giving, I think, as the really powerful points that you've made, Julie. Thank you. And peer support is connecting with others. Thank you so much for coming along, Julie. That's really great. Thank you. All right. Thank you both. Thank you. You've been listening to the Somerset Emotional Wellbeing Podcast, hosted by Dr. Andrew Tresider and Dr. Peter Bagshaw. The show was created by David Seeley and was produced by Rob Hunt's Music on behalf of the Somerset Clinical Commissioning Group.